the Washington Tattoo Podcast, where we champion education, celebrate community, and unite the very best of humanity. Fueled by world-class military precision and cultural excellence, Washington Tattoo produces unforgettable immersive experiences, creating an atmosphere for people, organizations, and businesses to connect, network, and build impactful relationships. We invite you to listen to this episode of the Washington Tattoo Podcast, where the world's musical traditions come to life. Thank you so much for joining us. across America Radio is a voice for America's veterans, AUSA 2023, and uh, the convention is winding down, but uh, I feel like we're just getting started. I want to welcome uh, retired uh, CW4 Cliff Bauman, uh, the mental health warrior. His show airs on Reads Across America Radio uh, Friday nights uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, and then again on Sunday, Cliff... 10 p.m. on 10 Sunday. 10 p.m. on Sunday, right. And then we've got uh, Mark Riley. Uh, he's with the Washington Tattoo, and of course, the Washington Tattoo Podcast airs Friday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern on Reads Across America Radio, and then again on Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern. I couldn't remember both sets of showtimes, guys. <laughs> I, I just I just can't do it. So, Mark, welcome. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Cliff. It's an honor to be here, and uh, super excited to have a conversation today. So tell us uh, your role with the Washington Tattoo here at AUSA over the past three days. Sure. Uh, so my, my uh, background, I'm a retired sergeant major with the Old Guard. Uh, 2019, we founded the Washington Tattoo as an event celebrating veterans, military music. And a couple of years ago, we started to speak with Sergeant Major of the Army, Dan Daly, about collaborating with AUSA and finding a space where we could bring military music and the veterans together here to support various events throughout AUSA. So starting on Sunday, we did the President's Chapter President's Barbecue and brought in a bluegrass group to support. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and then we did the President's Reception with fifes and drums and piping and drumming. Uh, and then we've opened each of the expos each morning with a small music ensemble. So we've been duly employed here at AUSA this year and super happy to help. So Mark Riley, Washington Tattoo. Um, when, when we think tattoo, we think the formal tattoo events, but you're more than that. Exactly. And so just the, the, the actual term tattoo is a very old military call. It was actually a Dutch term called do dun tap toe. And it actually was the last call, like I mean from the bar. So the drummer or the bugler would go around town in the 1500s, 1600s and play the call tattoo to sound the alarm to tell the tavern keepers to physically turn off the taps and so- send the soldiers back to bed. And now we know it to be a formal ceremony with military music, drill teams of that nature. But now the Washington Tattoo has really gone and expanded that concept to include bluegrass groups, singing ensembles, and dance groups. And what's been fun about that is it's allowed us to engage with even more veterans that have more capabilities. So we're excited for the future, and uh, we're exploring what spaces we can bring the arts and veterans together with. Now, I'll throw this over to Cliff Bauman, uh, the mental health warrior, uh, since he's joining me. Did you know any of that prior to 30 seconds ago. I did ago. not know any of that. So thanks for the history lesson on the, on the tattoo because I was about ready to say, I was thinking about getting a new tattoo, so let me talk to you. I'm sure you get that a lot. 
often. But, but you know, um, you, you bring up something, and of course, my podcast, Mental Health Warrior, and of course, me being a, a suicide survivor, you know, music plays a big role in people's recovery. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times that gets forgotten. Right, um, right. And so, you know, with you, with your podcast, and with what you guys do with music-wise, it's, it's really important. Yeah. And I think it gets overlooked a lot. Well, I appreciate the comment because there's ways to do it and there's ways to really do it right. And the team at the Washington Tattoo is really strong when it comes to the ceremonial piece, working at the White House, doing state arrivals. But then when you get into the mental health space, we also wanted that to look right as well. And so we just recently have a great conversation in partnership with George Mason University. Uh, We just interviewed uh, Dr. Neati Dokai, who's a quantitative researcher and on the neuroscience of music and the brain and how that supports veterans. And so we've got this great, great relationship with this with George Mason University to try to do this the right way. And how do we set up veterans for success when we bring music into a space where, you know, there could be a triggering event, there could be things that happen, and how can we take care of those folks the best way possible? But again, music is a connector. And everyone has a favorite song, or they're singing in the shower, they're singing in the car. And you don't need to be Garth Brooks to love music. You, right. could, you could have your own version of how you sing in the shower and still get so much enjoyment out of it. So we really want to make sure that we're taking care of veterans, but have, letting them have fun and exploring what music can do for them and their family. We've got uh, guests Cliff Bauman, the mental health warrior, and uh, Mark Riley from the Washington Tattoo. And so you've got a lot of events that you're doing. Um, I'm, I'm guessing yeah, a absolutely. lot of events you're doing. So talk about some of the stuff you get coming up. Sure. So we just launched a new program called Rudiments to Recovery. And the, the rudiments of drumming are the basics of drumming, meaning I'm going to play right, right, left, left. And I'm going to play a rhythm, and I'm going to put that to a melody. And so we built a curriculum, uh, about 45 minutes of instruction, and we've got some industry partners that are you know, supporting us with drumsticks, guitars, drum pads, pianos. And so what we started to do is building, built a curriculum around how can we teach fundamentals to not just veterans, but veteran children, veteran family members, how can they collaborate in the same space. And so it can be as small as a one-to-one with a, you know, an instructor and a veteran. It could be a small group setting. And we had a great event actually a couple weekends ago in Springfield, Virginia at Kilroy's, a restaurant there. We had about 45 people come out and oh, wow. people walked out with sticks, pads, some giveaways. And it was, just, it was a really good time. And we were trying to be very careful of the term therapy and the difference between therapy and wellness. And we know that there's 86% of veterans typically shy away from the term therapy and don't feel that they need the therapy. So we want this to feel fun. We want it to feel engaging in a a different and creative way. Um, And so that event that we did in Springfield has now springboarded us into several more events over the next few months doing this rudiments to recovery. And what was beautiful about this is some of the folks who came up said, look, I think this curriculum could also help children. Could there be a way to maybe pivot this curriculum to help underserved communities? And we said, absolutely. 
And so now we have a conversation with DC public schools and starting to bring this rudiments, no longer rudiments to recovery, but calling it rudiments to opportunity. And now talking to underserved kids that maybe could have a career in the military or could have a way to move forward through music with the discipline of time management, you know, looking at how it's, a, it's team membership that makes a great piece of music sound really good. And so that's been exciting. Um, but our big capstone event is going to be coming up in April 2024. Uh, here in D.C. I can't announce the actual location yet, but the first week of D.C., uh, we have several events coming up. So please look on the website, www.thewashingtontattoo.com, uh, to stay up to date with where those events are going to be in D.C. Mark Riley from The Washington Tattoo, and uh, you brought up in in that, um, you brought up something that, that's very important for, for you to talk about, and that is, you know, in the military, there are a lot of jobs that people don't think um, about when they join the military. Right. Everybody right. thinks that they're going to be carrying a rifle, driving a tank, uh, doing those things. Right. And you made a career out of doing something that even a smaller segment of mm. the population um, knows about and uh, gets involved in. And there are a lot of very talented musicians that are veterans, I know at some point I'm going to get to the point where I'm asking a question, I understand, uh, you know, that, that, are, that are aspiring musicians but did not enlist to mm. be in any sort of band. Do you want to talk about that process a little yeah, bit? Yeah, absolutely. So the military has several tiers of what we call military musicians. Um, and those different tiers serve different functions based if I am serving with the 82nd Airborne or I am serving with the 25th Infantry or I'm serving with the Old Guard or Pershing Zone in Washington, D.C. So there are folks, even at the Guard and Reserve level, that can do military music and be serving their nation as a trumpet player, as a singer. And really, that's the PR phase. That's the public relations phase for the military. So we talk about Army recruiting going to schools and talking about, you know, serving one's nation, that's soft power diplomacy. And this concept of soft power is really, really important, I think, for a lot of leaders to understand because not everyone feels that they have to pick up a weapon. Yes, we're all trained to do it. We go to basic training. We learn how to shoot. We learn how to shoot, move, and communicate with all of our, with our battle buddies. But at the end of the day, we all want to serve our nation, to see our nation be the best it can be. So that musical component is kind of one of those odd jobs, but you can do it at the state level, the National Guard level, the reserve level, but you can also do it at the division level. And then after the division level, they have what's called specialty units. And so the Army has four specialty bands, one at West Point, the U.S. Army Field Band, as well as Pershing Zone, the U.S. Army Band, and then the Old Guard Fife and Drum Corps, which is attached to the 3rd U.S. Infantry Regiment, which is the same same, uh, unit as the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, U.S. Army Drill Team, the Presidential Salute Battery, and that's the unit you see on C-SPAN, Fox, and, and CNN that does all the presidential arrivals and... The escort, we are the escort to the president because of our role during the inauguration. We physically escort the president after they take office from the east side of the Capitol, and we go around and we bring them to the White House proper every, every four to eight years. Wow. Uh, I appreciate that. And, and you can just tell, uh, Mark, uh, from the Washington Tattoo, uh, the passion for what you do uh, every day with the Washington Tattoo your, your service and, and helping and helping others. It shines through in this conversation. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. I, 
I feel blessed to have had some incredible mentors, even as a young child. Uh, my first drum teacher, Nick Antanasio, would teach me a lot, I mean a whole hell of a lot about drumming, but it was always more about life. And it was about how do you connect with other individuals, how do you use your music as a tool and not the end state. And so whenever I would be with the old guard as a performer, as a musician, you would play your show, but I was always looking for the kids afterwards and how could I resonate what I was doing through my service and drumming with the next generation of American kids that were out there. And so for me, if one kid has a light bulb go off, then we know we won. If we save one life through suicide, through music, then we've won. So these are small increments and fixing not the whole problem, but taking little components of the problem, problem solving it and trying to help individuals, it's, that's, that's the name of the game. And one quote that I always will have in the back of my mind is that the gifts that we've been given, it's, they're not for us to keep. We cannot keep these gifts. We've been only brought to the United States or brought to this world for a very short amount of time, and we have to do something with what we have. So it's never ours to keep, but it's only ours to give. And that's our goal here with Reads Across America Radio, connecting you. Uh, you know, you're talking about these mental health things, connecting you with uh, with Cliff uh, to talk about how you know to build, strengthen those mental health relationships, uh, strengthen you know, get the word out about our musicians and uh, and helping them whether they came through like you did all the way to the to the highest honor in the United States military or uh, if they're just playing guitar and they want to do that on a Saturday night at the bar, uh, we're here for them. Well, and I appreciate that piece of this too because as a military musician, you do a lot of work going to Walter Reed, going to Bamsey down in San Antonio. And I grew up... I grew up very Irish Catholic, very, felt very guilt-laden about most things, and uh, I, I, I knew that I was going in the military to play drums, and I saw so many battle buddies that were combat medics, you know, 11 Bravos, and then they, you know, infantry guys or, you know, human intelligence gatherers going into Iraq and Afghanistan that either didn't come home at all, or if they did come home, they were definitely changed. And so for me, when I started to see this at Walter Reed and talking to different wounded warriors and he would play this music or the show, I would always ask, what, what did I do for you? Like what, what, for me, I just felt like I was hitting the drum and playing, but like, what did that do for you? And I remember there was a captain from New York who was wearing a Yankees hat and so in the, one of the fields at Walter Reed. He wheeled up to me and he just said, thank you. Thank you so much for this. I said, what, sir, what did I do? He had no foot, he was missing from his knee down. Uh, and he said, you know, I got to tell you, don't ever second guess your service. I said, well, I do it all the time. Like, I really do. I second guess my service all the time because I feel like I'm not doing as much as you. And I feel like I could do more. And he, had, he said, look, I'm going to tell you what you just did for me mentally. He said, think back to the first time you ever felt pride. Like, what, what, what did that feel like? It's probably somewhere in second or third grade. It was... You know, you, were, you did something and the teacher said, good job, and you, you first felt that, that, that feeling of pride. He said, I will tell you, in fourth grade, I remember learning about the Founding Fathers. And George Washington was a superhero. And he was able to defeat the British. And he had the Battle of Yorktown. And at that point in my life, I felt so proud to be an American. As a young kid, he said, you with the colonial uniforms, playing Yankee Doodle, and you know things that seem very cheesy to some folks, but someone going through recovery at Walter Reed and maybe themselves asking about their service, I just lost my leg or I lost my foot, was it worth it? 
They said, you just brought me back to the mental state of my fourth grade class where I felt like I was so proud to be an American once again. And I think there's a piece where music starts to uncover maybe a lot of scar tissue for folks that, you know, they've been, they've been piling on over years, but you hit that, that one tune that brings you back to, you know, graduating a yeah. certain class or a wedding day or a, just a night out with your boys, just having a great time. And you're like, that was the best time of my life. We took our bikes out, we went and we had a great time. And all of a sudden, you know, all of this scar tissue piles on that amazing memory and then music just washes it clean and it brings you back to that amazing raw moment again. You know, you bring up a very good point is is that if you are somebody who's in a bad place, and I talk about this in my podcast, Mental Warrior, I always say change your way of thinking. Yeah. And so if you're sitting in that dark room or you're doing this, go do something different. Get up, leave that room, turn on the radio, listen to music, go strum your guitar, mm-hmm. do something different because it's the little changes that's going to make the bigger ones. And, yeah. and, and sometimes we try to make too big of a change. And then you set yourself up for failure. Right. And so if you do a small change, just walk in that room and go in a different room. Right. Change what you're thinking about to stop that path you're going down. Right. And that's very important. Well, and I love that too. And I think, um, like, I definitely listen to Tony Robbins quite a lot. And he talks about these rituals, you know, waking up in the morning, brushing your teeth, putting on deodorant. <laughs> I mean, these are, all, these are all rituals that we all do without really thinking about it. And so when we have those moments and we try to have some type of discipline of recognizing, am I, am I in that tipping point in that moment? Am I having that triggering, triggering moment? Is there a ritual that I can put into my life of, yeah, there's a specific song that I listen to that I know gets me out of that moment? And to share a really funny one, I remember one of my first girlfriends that I was mortified of. I didn't want her breaking up with me. So I had to show some sense of confidence whenever I would talk to her. There were specific songs I would listen to before I would get on the phone with her because I wanted to feel more confident. And that music always set my mind in the right spot. And I think that translates today as well. It absolutely does. And I think that's, you know, that's very important. It's funny you say that because I chuckle when you because I remember listening on the radio station making mixtapes, right? Yeah, yes. So you just, you wait hours for the play that one song, then you hit record, yep, right? Anyway, yep. you do it. So yeah, that, that's a fun memory you just brought up. I forgot all about that. <laughs> and that speaks to the healing power of music. That's what you do. And uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate uh, our partnership with the Washington Tattoo. And you too, Cliff, the mental health warrior. Oh, I pre- we appreciate you. And, and thank you both for your time today uh, on Reads Across America Radio. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for the opportunity to chat today. And it's been an honor to be here at AUSA 2023 in person. And Cliff, it's been a pleasure, and I look forward to much more collaboration in the yeah, future. It's been a pleasure meeting you two also, Jeff. And I want to say thank you and thanks to Reads Across America for what you guys do, um, you know, for all the fallout veterans across the United States. So. Absolutely. Hey, everyone. This is Mark Riley again. We want to share a great opportunity with you to get your business name out to our listeners. We are looking for individual episode and yearly sponsors for the Washington Tattoo Podcast. So if you love music, history, and want to support military veterans, please take this step with us and consider being a sponsor. For information on that, please email marketing at thewashingtontattoo.com. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. For PSAs on the best services available to veterans, go to VA's new radio outreach page, news.va.gov slash outreach slash radio.